0: Listening to CLNS Media powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to CLNSMedia.com/roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit.
1: You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk. Enjoy the show!
0: Hey Bruins fans, welcome back for episode 136 of the Block and Gold Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ulred. In studio, it's uh, been, been a uh, couple weeks, I believe, is uh, my friend, my dear friend, and diehard Bruins fan, Heather Ingerson. Heather, what's up, man? Nothing,
1: what's going on? I'm just sweating like the rest of New England right
0: now. Yeah, yeah it is a warm one. I can't yeah. believe that we were actually thinking about doing this uh, at a location downtown, Amesbury, our hometown. But um,
1: it's just too it's too damn hot. I can't believe I agreed to it because I hate this kind of weather. People, I would rather be snowing in at B twenty than this. And I'm it's it's okay for a couple of days, but it's been like weeks now. We're like already in the dark days of yeah. summer. It's only the second week of July.
0: Summer hit us uh, all of a sudden. Uh, the, the most of the spring was very
1: rainy and cool. It was very you know El Nino, I guess is. Yeah. Uh, all, all I know is that it's not normal. Like last week, sometime it was like ninety in Boston and seventy six in Miami. And at any point in the year, it should not be twenty degrees difference in the two cities.
0: Exactly. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. We got a couple topics we're gonna go over. And uh, uh, as a reminder, just want to remind everybody that this is episode one thirty six, and it is sponsored by BetOnline uh, Great great betting website. Go check them out. Uh, win some money if you can. And and uh, if you win thousands and millions, give us a tip. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but check it out. They are a good website. And um, I, I, I'm absolutely in love with the website. And very good very good stuff there to, to uh, get your bet on. So um, let's get to the topics. Um, <laughs> this show is pretty much highlighted by the, the non-signings yet of um, Brandon Carlo and Charlie McAvoy, both RFAs with a little bit of... A little bit of time to uh, negotiate with, which is fortunate, Um, and don't want to see any of these two individuals go to the extent that William Nylander did with the the Toronto Maple Leafs. But um, your thoughts, and
1: are you nervous about these two signings, and how come they're not done yet? Well, they're not done yet because we don't have the money to sign them both, and that's what's really making me nervous is that we might... I mean, yeah, we do have some time to still negotiate and whatever, but unless we can move some money, we're looking at losing maybe one or the other because we can't afford to keep them both with what we kind of have still. I mean, that's no one's fault. The cap was less, whatever, but I. it just makes me nervous. I mean, I think they both want to stay here. I think they trust that things can be worked out if not, but at some point, if we don't give them money, someone else going to be able to, and... They're going to make some money out on that market. So hopefully, I mean, they both seem to love being here, so I'm hoping that they just hold out. Also, I really think, like, maybe if we could just get a couple small years, you know, while some of these contracts go out. Yeah, like, if we could just all come to agreement. No one needs seven for seven at this point or ever. I just don't like those kind of contracts. But, yeah, if you can work out a good three-year deal or whatever, we're going to get rid of some money somewhere along the line, but... It just makes me nervous because it's like, we don't have the money to keep them both, but we also don't really have them. And I'm sorry, I am in the minority to think there's not a lot. Like, not that I don't think that the defensemen down in you know, Providence are good players, and i just not convinced some all of them are necessarily ready to be thrown in that role, to be taking on as child, you know, is phasing out and things like that. Work in progress. Right, but I also, we don't really have money to buy anyone who would be comparable to losing uh, that piece in our defense at this point. I guess nervous. That's how I feel about the non signings. I
0: I think I'm okay with it. I think um, because they are RFAs, they have that that time that is not. It is pressured more or less. It's pressured from the fans. They want to get it done. They want you know. That, that's that's not where I'm going through. I feel like Don Sweeney is. He's calm he and cool. So he, he, m- I know, but he can only do so much with what he has. You know what I mean. He's, from the people that I talk to that are around this organization very closely, he is very cool and collective about any conversation when it comes to to contracts. He does not give, show his hand at all, which means that they're going to get, they're going to do whatever they can to get these two done. And I think that's important for the sustainability of this, mm-hmm. of the future of this team, not only of the defensive core. Um, losing one of them, you're going 10 steps back. I agree. So um, with that being said, Let's move on to the Danton Heinen signing. He signed a two-year, two-point-eight million per year contract extension, um, and with everything going on with with Carlo and McAvoy not being signed, it's a lot of frustration that this deal did get done. Um, I'm not freaking out about that either. I think this was, a, I think it was a decent deal, and I'm. Let's go. Let's go to you. Let's 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 hear what you have to say about this, and then you can focus. (laughs) And then and I'll start thinking about what I'm going to say.
1: Okay. Um, I feel Danton Hein deserved his extension in his two point eight. I know that's not necessarily the most popular opinion, but I think what sucks is that it took to go to arbitration to get it. Like knowing we only had so much, and you knew we weren't going to be able to keep Johansson. We'll talk about maybe later, whatever. That's sad. But you knew that wasn't happening, right? But I think where we don't have a lot of money to work with, it's important to keep the Heinen's and the people we do have in the system because, like you said, these are the young people who are going to be our core, you know? And I I just think that it's weird it had to go to arbitration. Like, it was...
0: Well, it it... it- they were gonna go to arbitration, yeah. I know, but I mean, he's and then it, it, pretty much date, it was yeah. forced, it was just like, okay, let's make a deal, you yeah. know what I mean? Let's not, yeah, let's it not... wasn't
1: actually, but you know, that it got to that point. Right, I was just surprised, right. but I don't think it's a crazy deal, it's only two years. I think that he's. I think he does a lot of things nobody gives him credit for when he's out there. Uh, Agreed. He pretty much does The Behind any, and hate is very, very strong in Bruins Nation. I mean, think of all the things that gets asked of this kid, you know? And I'm not saying he'd make a lot more somewhere else, but I do think after what he has tried to contribute and has contributed over the last couple of years, he deserves, you know, 2.8 for two years. That's not something to freak out about. Oh, that's a good deal.
0: Uh, my, my thought on this is it is a good deal. And the reasons why, um, in my opinion, is because Heinen could go up and down the lineup. Very versatile, right side, left side, even play the middle. And a lot of people will come to me and say, well, you got rid of Achari for less. Now, here's my argument about Achari, and take it for what it's worth, but... He is a very good player, but he's very one-dimensional, in my opinion, and he's just a fourth-line career fourth-liner. Mm-hmm. So I would take Heinen's versatility over a little extra money to, to get that type of player and not be so limited that you can only go one area. If you, if needed, Cassie can plug-and-play you on any of the lines, which you know, I thought he did very well with Martian and Bergeron. I think they saw the best out of him. A uh, little bit of chemistry with Krejci on the second line, third line. I thought he was decent with coil and obviously not spending ton of time this past season on the fourth line. It, it's just one of those players that you just—he's just—you know—he's not just so one-dimensional. One he's got so
1: many assets to it in his a, um, bag of attributes. So, I agree. He could be the only guy that can play all four lines too. Exactly. There's not many. I, I think it's always better to have like a utility kind of player, right? Because then if when injuries happen and things, you don't have to... Sh- it's not always someone new. You can maybe just move around the people and still make it fit and only have to pull a few people up instead of, like, if two people go down. You know, to feet, fit the need on each line, mm-hmm. at, you know, injury-specific, I guess. That was kind of a... I didn't mean it that way. But, like, for injuries, if you can move on into the top line when passes is out and we get good results, I mean, he really is... I mean, he's right. he Him... And DeBrusque and Krejci, they have shown great... You know, I don't know whether it's because they're not always playing together. Maybe they can't right. really develop totally the chemistry. But, like you said, he's, he could be the only guy. And, Nola Chari, like, thanks for your time. You are a good player, and I hope I wish you future success. You got, paid. But you got paid. You You get your money, but I also think because we lost to Achari and there was no way we were getting... Marcus Johansson spending two point eight to keep Heinan to at least have someone to fill some of those roles. It's a bit of a bargain, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. for me that is wise as an organization, and I mean I think Sweeney would keep all of them if he could, but he just can't.
0: Yeah, I've heard countless times on on um, you know a lot of the podcasts that I'm 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 crazy about. Great, we're crazy podcasts We're crazy, crazy podcast people. Um, it's just a great, going to podcasts, I know many people have heard me say this thousands of times, but it's just a great thing to listen to and trust me and maybe just me, but when I listen to like a hundred and, and 120 podcasts a week dur- during the high times of the regular season when everybody's doing them, um, you know, I, my work week flies right by. Like during the summer when everything when it kind of spikes down mm-hmm. and people are taking vacations, which is very respected, but I tend to try to listen to as much as um the weeklies and listen to their archives just to get my get get through but it is what it is but um back on the uh, chari, these guys were saying on on some of these shows and some of the articles that I've read that the Bruins are not interested in players like achari for a long period of time because they don't believe that uh, it, a player like Achari deserves that type of money. So when he got the qualifying offer, it wasn't exactly what he expected, mm-hmm. so he walked, which is fine. That's fine. I mean, Achari was a, a free agent signing out of out of Providence, mm-hmm. NCAA, so, I mean,
1: he's got a little investment in this team. And he He played a good role. He did well, what he had to do. We talked about this before, too. It's going to get to a point now with all these people that we've developed and the young, you know, the guys under 25 that... If, if we're not going to be able to keep them or we don't want to keep them, they deserve to go out and see but, what else right. they can do for their careers then.
0: But it's also those players. I mean, you can't, you just, in a cap world, I, I'm not a, I'm not a capologist here at all, okay? But in the cap world, you don't want to give three, four million dollar deals to third and fourth line players. Just for the fact is that those
1: funds need to be allocated to top six which, obviously, the Bruins are hurting right now on the right side. I totally agree with that, but the problem is we live in a world where GMs sometimes lose their damn mind and do give. I mean, there's, again, if you have, like, a Danton Heinen, like, he usually, if you have a player like him who's kind of versatile and you have him on your third and fourth, maybe you give him a little bit more Because he can play on both those lines for you. Great. But... There have been some signings just, or at the trade deadline and things. It's like GMs, like their minds melt down. And for some reason, it seems like a good idea to sign a career third or fourth. And not even like a super productive. You can be a career third, fourth liner, but there are different variations of productivity in those kind of descriptions. Uh, but because of that, you know, it's hard for Nolachari when he looks around and sees someone comparable to him get, you know what I mean, a contract. Obviously, Someone's gonna say, "Well, I deserve that too, right?" That's like one of the things with Mitch Marner, right? Everyone keeps talking about. It. Now you're watching people sign, like, "Oh, good. What's yeah. this? Bo- like, what's the number gonna be?" Because there isn't, a, or not just Marsha saying twelve yeah, mil, although, like, you know. Oh yeah, yeah you know. What I, I mean? remember that. you said that. Yeah, I remember so, that
0: on Twitter. All of a sudden, I see like Brad Marchand and <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, um, Tweeting. Uh, like, no chirping, chirping. It was like, "Oh, yeah, that Mitch Marner, man, he's." Great player, definitely worth twelve million dollars. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, I think it's insane when GMs sign really long contracts, like not for nothing. God, I wish like, that would go down. Like what happened? Like you don't like. I won't name names, but you don't sign older goalies to ten-year deals. Oh yeah. Again, have you done lost your mind? You sign. We'll add the, that well, for a shorter. You know we'll a add, shorter that, thing. add that. To That's the, just um, a, you know again. I Topic. I mean, People may or may not know I'm just kidding. Obviously everyone knows who I'm talking about, but Bad free agent signings. It just like just generally like and it's not even necessarily like, yeah, good for the team kind of signings, but it's just this is bad for the money and cap world with a hard cap. It's not like there's flexibility. Actually it's a great segue, Heather. Because you know what's definitely worth signing up for? I don't know, but I bet you're gonna tell me. Oh, my God. Is this
0: like Kaplan and Wyshynski? <laughs>
1: That's what I was thinking. I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your gig. I just love you guys. It was more of an homage than Yeah, I know, I know. All right, but, go. Do you think?
0: But it is betonline.ag. These guys have a fantastic wagering website. Um, there's baseball going on. There's soccer. Yeah. We're gonna
1: hope you won some money. People should have listened yeah. to me weeks ago. Yeah, just right?
0: <laughs> Uh, there's uh, the Open coming up next weekend, um, there's a lot of other worldwide sports that are going on, and football's picking up, so if you want to get in on all the action, let the folks at betonline.ag do all the heavy lifting for you. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins and put in the code CLNS50 to get 50% back on your first deposit. That is absolutely huge. You put in $50, $75 is now in your account to play with, and it is it is a lot of fun. Like I said many times before, for the new people out there that want to just check it out and see what it's worth, put in a small investment, get 50% back, and, and try to win some money, man. It's a lot of fun. The website has a really tremendous feedback. I'd like you guys to check that out if you're not, not believing what I'm saying, but um, and from personal experience, this is a great website. So... Like I said, please go to clnsmedia.com slash ruins, put in pr- code CLNS50, and get 50% back after your first deposit. And we're back, uh, and we're going to talk about the Peter Solarek's, um signing. He did a, a one-year, two-way deal worth $700,000. Um, this is, for me, it's a, a middle-depth signing. Uh, he's got another... Player that's versatile on either side can play in the middle. I'm not sure comfortable with him in the middle, but the left and the right side very comfortable. Um, but I'm not sure where he's going to be in the in the whole scheme of things for the upcoming season. Now, the way the contract is laid out, he would have to make the NHL. It is a two way deal, but that that is, that breaks it into money. So instead of like an entry level player getting $925,000 at the NHL level and $70,000 at the American Hockey League level, a two way deal now gives you like $300,000 at the AHL level and $300,000 at the NHL level. So it's kind of the money's totally different. But the thing is, when you look outside of the money factor, this the the contract is structured for him to be in the NHL first make the team and then he'll be exposed to the waiver process to go down that to me is a little bit of a concern i like the player and everything and i'm not shitting on him at all but when you think about the contract it's like are you really gambling on him to make the club with all the freaking rostered players and contracted players currently in the on this NHL Bruins roster I just don't understand the signing for that factor. I would understand the signing more if he was a little bit eligible to go up and down freely. But there's a chance that if he doesn't make it, you have to put him through the process to, to send him to Providence. And that's a player that's guaranteed to be swamped up. I... And it's not enough cap space to even consider. like 700K?
1: I don't know. I personally think it's really his last audition for this team. Because he is a good player, but like you said, he's the kind he's a strange player in that. He's one of those ones we've talked about before like you're not sure if it's cuz they're not quite ready to be at the NHL level, like they still have to develop a little bit more. You see good things, but then you see a lot of things that kind of so on that end, I can kind of see as an organization, you're like, this is kind of your last tryout, buddy, to see what's happening. I don't think, I mean, most people are getting seven hundred thousand, you know, at that level for whatever the structure is the contract, but that's kind of a average contract for a player of his caliber. At yeah, there's, this a, point. there's a
0: certain number of group that he's in. Yeah, like that, that's. That. I
1: don't. Yeah, I was didn't know if you would know more about the actual structure, but you know how there's different tiers kind of of players or whatever. I do think though that maybe this is kind of a last tryout which not because they don't like him but again they gotta like they can like you all you want but if you're not finding a slot to be in and go forward you also can't still stay here because there may be people who are coming to surpass you or be better so i i don't know how i feel but it's only a year i mean that makes more sense to me, because I'd much rather have Peter Solar get waived and go back down and then maybe need him than him to be taking up an actual slot. The, the
0: waiver priority for him, and, and accessible to being taken from another team willing to take on his contract, mm-hmm. obviously, is, is, like I said, it, it's just not, not thrilling for me. Well, I mean, why would you make the deal? But it also brings up another angle... When considering the signing, is you could be ten percent over the over the cap throughout the summer, but you have to be compliant before I think forty eight hours before the season starts. So, this would you consider this possibly being maybe a sweetener in a trade? That it was a sign, in, it was a sign per trading him during the offseason. You are not going to get a hell of a lot of cap, like we mentioned earlier. It's only seven hundred k. It's not enough to a McAvoy or Carlo, so the situation's
1: not, but, I don't know. I say yes, because if, say, they're trying to move, we'll talk David Backus right? His cap it hit to some team is really not crazy, you know, whatever. this, So, say you want to send him out. Everyone's freaking out, because to get rid of Bacchus or a player like that, you might have to, unless you're giving up David Craigie, you might have to give out some first-round picks, whatever it is, and everyone's freaking about that kind of thing. I think, though, a team might be more willing to take your third or fourth-round pick if you have Solarik who has shown he can kind of play both ways. They might need a two-way player or someone. They just... I mean, there are some teams that are crap shows out there. It's nothing against the players on the team. Well, where we some goes, of it's because it they're to too young. Right. So if you can have a young guy that also has a little bit of experience in kind of more pressure situations and stuff like that, he hasn't really shown, like, he's... To me, at least, necessarily, he can play up all the time. But if you're a team that maybe you don't... Maybe you're injured all the time, all the time or whatever. I just feel like that would be a sweetener in a deal because then a team, because they feel like they might be getting something, it's not a crazy amount in addition to vacus's contract, you know. And then you maybe only have to give up a middle-round pick as opposed to... You might have to do a middle in a like a seventh round or something, but you don't have to give up two first round picks for like or whatever. I don't feel like we, you know. I mean, I'm all for if that's what it takes to keep Carlo and McAvoy here. Yeah, that's great, you yeah, know. Yeah. But you also don't, again, don't. I, I do trust in Don Sweeney, so I say, like I always say, he's the man. Sweeney with the plan. Is, yeah, he's the man with the plan. But that's just yeah. So I say yes. I'm sorry about the long winded thing. I'm sorry. I'm just. It's sorry. Right, my brain it circles. Don't worry about. Hey, just, you're, you're the perfect. No, I'm not person. apologizing to you. You've known me for no, 30 no, years. No, I know. You're, you're the perfect person. To gab
0: so much that I get good content. Just keep uh, it going. Well,
1: good. I'm no, just no I just I don't want them <laughs> to not you. listen to you because you keep having me talk no. to you. <laughs>
0: no, you're a sweet guy. You're, you're awesome. All right, moving on. Why don't we just. Jump over to the next um, topic, and then we'll take a a, a quick break. Let this the, the studio cool down. Um, so, David's back is trade rumors. You you brought it up. You know what I mean. And I just that's why I wanted to jump so we could just get stay right on topic in a great segue. But uh, accidental. Kind of, awesome. uh, hey, we made it's changes. On the it's off season. Sunday. We're just retooling our freaking roster. You know what I mean? Putting everything together right into place. So. Um, Bruins veteran reporter Jimmy Murphy of the black uh, I'm sorry the bostonhockeynow.com website is saying a league source is telling him that teams like the New Jersey Devils or the Ottawa Senators may have interest in the 35-year-old David Backus. Murphy also mentions that the first buyout window closes this Tuesday, July 16, 2019, which could be an option. Leaving that open, David Backus could be bought out, but the number is not great enough on the AAV to actually make a savings. His buyout would would probably be more beneficial, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have cap friendly in front of me. Sorry, um, hit me up at Black and Gold Hockey uh, Black, and, Black and Gold two seven seven for any uh, mishaps or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I, if you need the roster spot that's really you buy him out you do whatever it takes can you do that with Seidenberg and and Jimmy Hayes I believe uh, still on the books who knows no I think we finally got rid of
1: Hayes because he's my perfect Seidenberg sorry. I know I know is still in there yeah. Seidenberg and um, Bolesky Seidenberg and that's who it is one more year for each of them Go. sorry sorry
0: right. right. don't say sorry um Murphy also said an updated uh, 18 trade list was submitted and uh, remains uncertain if the Devils or the Sens are in the uh, are in fact an attractive destination for the longtime NHL veteran. Um, yeah, who knows about that? Ottawa probably not. Guy probably wants to go to a winner. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't want to go to the Sens in that shit show. I certainly wouldn't want to take an Uber there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, Murphy also mentioned that according to multiple league sources, the obstacle to dealing backers, this is why I, I skipped the topic, okay. um, as expected, the, uh, the acquired club requiring the Bruins to relinquish their 2021st round pick to sweeten the deal as the Toronto Maple Leafs did when unloading 39-year-old forward Patrick Marlowe to the Carolina Hurricanes. So, there's that. Um, Not sure... My thing about... That's one option. Actually, there's two options in there that Murph mentioned in his article. Um, And... There's another one that's floating around there that... Well, why not give up one of these bum prospects that haven't done anything since leaving the draft podium in 2015? So, obviously... Everybody's navigating to 2015 when when Don Sweeney was his first year as NHL GM, sitting at the draft podium, and, and you know doing his and, thing. Yeah. So, um,
1: which was a little befuddling for the record.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we all lost away, but again,
1: we've talked about this. You got to learn how to be a there's GM. There's a lot of reaches, like You know what I mean?
0: Day. And I, I'm not gonna fault him. I thought I thought that we got some good good things. There's there's many prospects in that whole draft that didn't make it to the NHL. And I think that's the most frustrating point. It's like, why would you draft them if they're not going to make it? Well, you don't know that. It's such a gamble with these yeah. kids. So, me, I'm not a fan of... of uh, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I am a Zach Seneshan fan, so save it. But also, it's like, I wouldn't want to see a kid with one more season to say, let's see what you can do at the AHL level and then we'll go from there on your future. But I don't want to see somebody like that thrown into... A scenario when you wanted to just freaking unload a contract for a 35 year old that you had to like throw this guy in you know what i mean and, and that to me is like developmental trash mm-hmm. it's like what do you, what have you invested yourself into you you pick the kid you believe in him you believe in the abilities you continue to work with him i've heard nothing but great things from jay leach and and jay pandolfo and kevin dean all these p- people are saying awesome things about the development. It's just how he's getting there is the most frustrating point, and he's not there. I mean, we saw a couple of games he was up, and I thought he played well. Yeah, you know what I mean. But regardless, I don't want to see a prospect or anything like that. It's I mean it's such just I don't know, it's just so trashy. You know what I mean? Like I'll give you this: if you just take
1: this guy, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's a weird strategy to me. Yeah. Uh, anyways, unless you do have some guys that you, you are not working out in your system. Uh, that seems like a weird strategy to me. Um, I don't know, but maybe that goes back to the trade thing. Uh, maybe you could, and I don't. Please, God, I don't want David Backus to go to Ottawa, right? But let's face it, the way that the Devils have been building or are building, they're probably not going to want to take on that contract.
0: It is a conference um, opponent, Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference. You're not going to see him that often. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, on the downslope of his career, I don't think you're going to see that much production in return if you do move him. But it, it, it's all about how David no, Backus. Was, it's all about how David Backus adjusts in a
1: system like New Jersey and so right. on. But what I was gonna say is that if we're gonna do that, Ottawa could probably benefit from his experience because they really are a team that. I mean, two years ago they were in the playoffs, and now you can barely recognize. Like, I mean, just the the face yep. of their team has literally changed. Someone was saying that earlier. I showed it on TV earlier in the year. Like, if you took a photo from two years ago and today, like, it's almost a totally different team. That never happens. You know, you have turnover, things like that. Uh, as for the prospect thing, though, can I do, I mean, I do care about prospects, but sometimes I feel like saying, does this go back to how people used to say about, you know, certain generation, like, not for nothing, but it's also the way professional sports are sometimes you're never going to make the big club. You know what I mean? No matter how much good things you... You know, if you can't fit in or you maybe you just never get to the level or whatever, I, I'm sick of feeling bad that... Like, it's not just us. Like, every team has to make decisions about prospects. As long as I think as, like, overall the NHL is trying to get the best players and produce the best players possible in their development overall across the Thirty-one teams, almost thirty-two teams, but maybe you could do a Bacchus Solaric, Maybe not the 2020 first round pick because it's draft year for Seattle. I but maybe even do the a second. No, but that's what I'm seeing. But maybe you could work with a team who does have a lot of cap space they can spend, and they might wait. A lot of teams might want to wait until after Seattle drafts to have someone's draft pick, even yeah. if they draft before the actual draft happens. I don't remember which order. I think. Cause they can kind of play the game as everyone else is leading up to draft week and free agency, right? I, I think so. I think we do that, and then the draft. Like we do the combine, e- uh, expand, yeah. Like I think it wasn't it last time the expansion draft, then they had the combine thing, then they had the actual draft. It was all within like yeah, four days remember. or something. I don't, yeah, don't remember. It was. But that, that'll but work I don't how So, anyways, works. you might be able to convince a team like Ottawa, who is no way in hell going to be a contending team in the next year or two, they might be willing to wait. They get to dump some players too into this draft and they can work that out. They might be willing to take the 2021 draft pick, first round pick. And but we've talked about we, There's only so many prospects one organization needs. You know what I mean? That's another year. Players getting a little older, players moving in and out. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that we don't know what goes on. None of us are NHL executives. We're no. all, uh, fan, some of us maybe are more, you know, have better access to the actual business side of it, this and that. But as fans, it's not our job to figure out, and it will get figured out. <laughs> you know,
0: like Speculation's always
1: going to be there, though, regardless, especially in the media. And live with it that David Backus may very well just be a ninth floor. Whatever. I don't think that's the, the plan. Years, it's not fair to uh, him It or, sit very well in my stomach, but But, but this is my thing. Why, you know why I'm most bothered about it? Because, let's face it, there was, like, health things... I mean, David Backus probably wouldn't be at this point with us as an organization... Except for some of the things that have happened in between, right? Yeah. But it's not fair to David Backus to get paid to sit up on there. He deserves to be able to play the last two years of his frickin' hockey career. After everything he's done as the Blues captain and what he's done in the Bruins, because he's one of the rare guys who've only seen a few teams, you know. Right. And give him an opportunity, one last run to maybe, who knows, like... Who knows who what could happen? There's still a lot of time and a lot of free agents that haven't been signed, and you never oh, I know. know. I, I know. mean, you never know what could happen. I mean, no one thought that
0: Six the Carolina Hurricanes were gonna be whatever,
1: but Six Million mean, you
0: know. A.A.V. is a tough one if you can small for Cap when you But a for gap space. Yeah. Um, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Uh, listen to some tunes and uh, check out this commercial.
1: Passion, talent. Development. NCAA
0: hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad.
1: Wow, what a goal. David
0: Backus. Score! And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey.
1: Champions of the college hockey
0: world. After a little bit of a break, we are back uh, talking Boston Bruins Hockey on the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with my friend Heather Ingerson. And this uh, episode 136 is brought to you by betonline.ag. Don't forget, go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins. Use promo code CLNS50 to get 50% back on your first deposit. Um The Bruins uh, signed some AHL players per their website, so everything that's read is all due to them. I'm just grabbing some information. But um, the general manager uh, announced on July 8th that the team has signed uh, Samuel Aslan, Brendan Woods to a two-year AHL contract. Sweeney also announced that the team has signed Chris Breen, bringing him back for another season. Uh, Robert Lantiosi, Hopefully I said that right. Joel Messner and Alexei Solovainov to one-year AHL contracts. Apologize if I hacked the crap out of that. But uh, Asselin is a uh, 21-year-old Quebec native. Um, he led the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League last season with 48 goals, um, the most since uh, a Halifax player since uh, 1994. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm at development camp crafty player speedy uh put some size on man i think he's got something but right now having him at, a, at an ahl uh, level contract is good it's a, kind of a show me prove me kind of thing so good to have him in the mix uh woods i have no idea who this person is but he is from humboldt uh, saskatchewan um, and shout out to the community of humboldt uh, that was i think a year now of that tra- terrible tragedy uh, Piece of crap, freaking truck driver. Um, but, anyways, uh, he is a Carolina Hurricanes draft pick in 2012. Um, he had seven goals and ten assists in, uh, in 103 penalty minutes. So, uh, like I said, don't want to watch him. Uh, Chris Breen, uh happy to see the, this big guy back. Uh, tremendous leadership. Reminds me of the Chara of the AHL Browns. You know what I mean? Big guy uh, plays a, a good role. Uh, I mean, he's very effective in the lane with that reach. Um, it just it sucks that, that guys like that can't. You know, he hasn't cracked the NHL roster yet. So um, actually, I'm totally unsure about that. But uh, with the Bruins, I I know I haven't seen him. So, uh, but he's a 30 year old uh, Ontario native. He's uh, six seven two twenty six. Uh, so, he skated in 47 games for the Peberons, uh in 2018-19, uh, tallying two goals and nine assists. So, good to have him back with the younger guys. Uh, Lantosi Lant Osi is a 23-year-old uh, Slovakia native. He's 5'10", 185 forward. People are going to hate that because he's undersized and we need to get players that are tough and big.
1: Ugh. So sick of hearing that friggin' narrative. Um, <laughs> so. I was thinking, tough's a friggin' mind frame, dude. You don't know. No, to, like, no, I I get what you mean just, how people do that. Like I said, don't worry. Yeah, you know, now,
0: now, that, now, everybody, now everybody, oh, you're going to draft another Anders Bjork. Yeah. You know what they're saying? is because Anders' soft. He took two hits that knocked him out of concussions, and he's a soft player. So I have no respect for people that make fun of injuries like that and call people soft. So let's like to see them fucking try it. Uh, Joel Messner is a um, he's a guy that I've seen many times at the Providence Bruins level. Um, he originally signed by the Atlanta Gladiators, uh, brought up with all the injuries that happened during the regular season starts for the Boston Bruins. So he got promoted to go to the um, the AHL Providence Bruins. Um, so he he does well. He's a good skater, uh, hard nosed player. You know. He's got some grit and so on. Um, nothing I'd see at the at any potential in the future of the NHL, but um, good depth signing. Um, you know, he's he's got some experience, which is good at that at that level. So, uh, <laughs> Andy's big. Exactly, exactly. He's a he's a big kid. So and um, yeah, he's two hundred nine pound defenseman, six two. You know, fits the role everybody loves. Uh, solo. I think it's Solviev. Solviev is a twenty-four-year-old that spent the last four seasons at Bentley or University. Solviev, sorry. That's fine. Thank you for the uh, correction. Uh, at Bentley University, is a native of Moscow, Russia. Six-two, two hundred five defenseman. Uh, five goals and uh, eight assists in thirty-seven games as a senior in two thousand eighteen nineteen. So he comes into Providence under a one year deal, I believe. And uh it kind of a show me and uh we'll see what happens. And he's looked at Boston before, so Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bentley is uh an interesting yeah. school, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But those are the signings that, that happened and uh he was,
1: That's about all that's been happening. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> pretty <laughs> much,
0: pretty much. Um in the in the in the light of shedding more cap space, there's rumors that are always gonna be out there. Um And one rumor is not out of the realm of happening, honestly, is that the Bruins placing either defenseman Kevin Miller or John Moore on long-term injury reserve to start the season and uh, create a little bit of room to possibly get a deal done with these guys. Um, Another tricky situation when you're thinking about this, Um, if you put them on LTIR, that's not assuming that they're going to be gone for the complete season.
1: And so, the minute they come back, their money's back on the books. Right. So I'm not really sure the logic. So of what
0: that. the cap management on that whole topic right there fr- frustrates me. It's, just as an analyst or or a hockey fan that just you know wants to learn about this whole thing, and and I know that we're not behind closed doors and so on, but what is the? I don't get it. I have a and, question. And I, I think I'm sure. worried. I think I'm worried about one person, Connor Clifton. He's under a seven hundred twenty five thousand dollar year this year, right, this upcoming season, which is perfect. and then after the next season, his freaking one million three year deal kicks in, which is awesome. Great management right there. But he's got nineteen professional games. What if that defenseman that is on LTIR is out for more than forty one? Mm-hmm. Brings him to the 60 limit where now he can go down and be processed through the wave of wire and potentially picked up. That makes me nervous.
1: Well, I have a question, though. Can you trade a player when they're on the long-term reserve? No. Like,
0: okay. If, they, if they were, they would have like, gotten some
1: rid of Savard's contract a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that. that's right. I forgot about it. I just, it's been a while since, like, this option has been implemented. But that that Do doesn't sit
0: right? very well with me. And then Camper is another one, too. They just signed him to a two-year deal.
1: I don't understand... Why sign Why sign and, like, expose? I guess... This sounds horrible, but, like, I think it's confusing to me to do that instead of just trying to... Why can't you use a John Moore or a Kevin Miller, Miller in a trade bait with a Bacchus? No, the only you, thing... Yeah, he's... Well, yeah. first of all, that's partly my bias. I, I, And I get that right now, but... We are they going to be injured for all six weeks? Because I thought well, a few of them would be ready for...
0: I think John Moore is the most ready to start the season.
1: So, meaning, like, if I they didn't Kevin... put... Right, if they didn't put... All right, so say, much to my chagrin, that we keep... Kevin Miller isn't the one that's going to maybe get moved, right, somewhere, as a potential part of a piece or something right. like that, right? Because neither of them have insane contracts. Not contract. until he's healthy. Yeah, they don't well, have... Oh, yeah, Yeah, so, yeah so for what yeah. they do and whatever. Um... It seems to me like, wouldn't you? Can you trade a player that's just on the regular injury reserve? No. no. So no one is. I don't know. It just seems to me that you would want to be trying to hopefully, and if John Moore looks like before you, you know, uh, it's bro- like the sections of the free and whatever right. kind of thing. If he's ready for uh, gonna be ready in the mid of August, that's plenty of time in which. You can still try to move people, you know? I mean, that does... Maybe package him in a deal if he's the healthier one to move. Put Miller, which I would prefer him... Like, I wish he was on the night floor. I'd rather have Bacchus not on the floor.
0: No, That's just I not...
1: I know you will get a lot of, like, that girl is insane and never let her talk again. <laughs> but then when Miller's healthy, come the trade deadline, I just... I just feel like Connor Clifton can do either of their role. And Miller's attractive because he is, you know, he's not terribly old, but he's not super young. He's kind of in that perfect defensive age range of where you kind of get your peak defensive play from a player. But at the same time, I mean, I know I don't particularly love him, but if I knew he wasn't going to, and it's not his fault he gets injured, but he is injury. So maybe he wasn't injured so much. I feel like he's the guy, the sixth guy. Like, you know, I can't. Until then, I can't really get on board for who I think that sixth guy should be. And if you can move one of them, if someone gets healthy enough that you could package them for a deal this summer, I'm not going to cry either way. Because I think either one of them can do the same thing, you know.
0: yeah. More
1: might be a little older, you know, but thing. But at the same time, he has more experience too. And he also knows that he's filling in, you know. So, like, he's... true. Sure. Whatever. I don't, that's just my opinion. And
0: just to clarify, this we're just... This is like off-season talk. We're this not, we're not on the bevel. edge of the roof taking a swan dive into my backyard. Yeah. It's just, it is what it it's is. It's just
1: not a lot's happening. So exactly. all we have is so, speculation and,
0: yeah. and it's fun my talk. opinion. If you don't like it, it's okay, man. And mine is not
1: backed up with any kind of uh, real data to support any of my theories. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. It's just whatever my head's saying. Right. No data <laughs> that's for just I fear. don't do numbers. But either um, one, yeah. So that's what those two
0: attack. One thing I did want to talk about, and it kind of got into a Twitter thing earlier last week, um, we were recording this on on Sunday afternoon, um, is was it wise and I put it out there and and I understand how it could be taken in different angles about what I'm trying to accomplish in the question,
1: Mm.
0: but because I didn't answer it and everybody was like saying if Bacchus was not part of my question even though it wasn't mentioned. Can
1: you ask me what the can you tell Hang me Hang on the a minute. I'm getting there. Cuz you know I don't I'm not I know
0: you're me. impatient about I this. I wish whole I had thing. seen
1: some of what you're about to talk about.
0: But the thing is is like Bacchus wasn't even a deal. Bacchus was a deal 4 years ago when the, when the Bruins signed him to a 6-year deal. Mm-hmm. So my question was was it worth with the cap crunch that we're having right now, was it worth to bring Chara back for one more season? At two point seven five, I believe the number is. I don't have cat friendly in front of me, like I mentioned. Now here's the thing, though. I know, like, I see the the durable turning. Well, and I'm just trying running. to process what you No, I get you. I can okay. hear it. It's
1: not running. I'm just squeaky squeaky
0: thinking, wheel thinking. You know,
1: it hurts. They knew,
0: like, like I I watch a lot of video on YouTube about like, you know, getting behind the closed doors, like behind the bee and so on. And if you look on there, and Steve Dangle says this all the time, too, if you look on their main big screen, they have cat friendly mm-hmm. my, my go-to. Yeah. Not right now, because they don't have it up. But it's my, it, they have all that all stuff up All the GMs there. use it.
1: Yeah. So they know ahead of time. Which I think is hilarious. The NHL doesn't have their own cat friendly kind of site. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're... But
0: they, they knew ahead of time, <laughs> signing Chara, that it was going to be, and they signed Chara in an extra year, this spring. They knew that they were going to be involved in these types of situations with Carlo and McAvoy. That cap space, I know it's so little, and I know what he provides, but Jesus, when is it going to be about the business I think, over? Well, can I? Yeah, go
1: ahead. No, just because you know my brain, before I am thinking about something else that isn't what the question you're about to ask me is probably do I think, you know? I think part of the problem is at the time we didn't know what the cap was going to be and we thought the cap was going to be higher so valid. at the time no, so at valid. the time the hit wasn't going to be that much really against whatever basically Chara's contract was the rest, was the new cap right like what we thought about it would probably not be If not, pretty close right. to it. And the way they structured his, like, yeah, so he still gets his money, but really it's like, what is it, like one and a half, and then he gets bonuses or whatever for another mill. Great. And let's face it, Char is a beast, and we'll probably get all those bonuses. But what if push. that swings one way on each contract of Kyle and McAvoy? Yes, but again, you can't, people do this all the time. It's like when, like, Don Sweeney in his drafting. Okay, well, Don Sweeney is not psychic. I mean, he's smart. He went to Harvard or whatever, but Jesus, he can't know a player isn't going to develop. He can't. It's just like 2015. It's his first raw out. You're there. You've got all these people around you who have been doing this for a million years, right? He's just, he's really a player who turned into a talent scout because he's really good at like developing young, you know, like that was his path. Developing young talent, finding young talent that could be developed. That's his skill set that. As you know, every former player has their thing. Some yep. of them can be on a bench. Some of them can be. Exactly. He's a front office guy, but fundamentally, he's that guy who's not a corporate guy, right? He was a player, and he has a big brain, so he's like he's watched it grow from like how it was when he was a player twenty years ago, the whatever it was, like twenty years ago at this point, point. and now because there was no salary cap, there knows but he was always a a scout and a. You know, development role. You know, yeah. so yeah. for him, he had to learn a whole new skill set. Right? It's not like Cam nearly knew what the hell he was doing when he was first time he was OG. And you know, he was inherited. You know what? You pass it down, right? You gotta you live and learn, though. And every team makes bad draft picks. It's no, not as if it's oh. everybody does it. But you you see all this. these scouting and all these reports, and this is the greatest guy ever, and like he makes like one two seasons, and then he's playing in <laughs> Russia. Like you don't know so. In their defense, he didn't. He anticipated that Charr would get his one last year, or last maybe one more run with the with the core, one more year developing these young players, making sure Vaknin and whoever everyone's like obsessed with Vaknin. I'm like, I'm. Not, I get that, yeah. and he is going to be there, but he's soft. He's not going to die. Soft. He only played two games. His whole career get the question, is in, he's listen, soft. This is my thing, though, is that no. Vaknin's whole career is in front of him. And Zedano O'Chara's whole career is behind him. And in the end, I really don't think that $2 million is going to be the difference. Because I do think McAvoy and Kyle, if they're willing to make a sweetheart deal, I really right. don't think respecting Zedano O'Chara, who they both probably, you know, idolize because he is Z. You know, he's their for, mentor. He's their whatever. For a person that doesn't respect the numbers, because I hate math, but yep. you have to respect the numbers as a business freaking aspect, right? Right. So saving a little bit, even just a million but this is what you do. You, so you know how you can structure deals so you get X amount, these. Th- so say you're going fi- to sign them all to a five-year deal, right? You can say you get this for the next two years, and then you get this on the other. Instead of giving it front end loaded, they're young players who want to be in this. They understand that they are our future yeah. of our defensive core. Both of v- and Connor Clifter and anyone else, McAvoy and Carlo are your top tier. They are your future first pair. Right? Would you? I, I mean, so. that would be the. Plan. I'm not saying like that's a definite, but I'm just saying. Or even if you don't put them together, they well, one, are. One two, so. They are your backbone of your defense going oh, forward. Yeah. That's what the plan is. I think that's what that's they the want future. professionally. So they might say you're looking at you're getting rid right of Bolesky, Seidenberg, Chowers getting his two. I'll that's take a smaller. A this I'll I'll take the smaller end here. So maybe what does Carlo make now? Cause he's gonna. I mean, they're gonna well, I get nine seventy five. Yeah. So, like you say, all right, Carlo, you get five years. First two years, whatever. It is. I'm I'm just making up numbers. Obviously, you get two point five the next two, right? And you get whatever else after you figure out these contracts gone. Because there's also other people who are gonna be phasing out. Yaroslav Halak's contract will be gone after next year. Things like that. Things will move for them in two years. Don Sweeney might have more money to give them. So if they want to sign three years or even a long-term but, like, front-end light and back-end heavy and they want to be patient, like, that's something I don't think anyone's considering, that they could very well work something out. They understand that there's going to be more. The cap could go up. We're getting another team into the league. The cap might go up. There might be a good influx of sponsors, whatever, into the league to create a situation where the team's revenues... We'll be able to get more for their cap space. Maybe they'll decide in the next arbitration that they want to go soft cap. So those who can spend can spend and those who aren't. I think that's a bad idea because that's how you end up either with the same teams all the time. Right? Like, we've had that the last, like, 15 years, but it's because... People had to be smart though on how they spent their money, right? Yeah, oh right. yeah. But if you let it be crazy like that, then teams, are, GMs, really will lose them. Mitch Marner, you're making thirty three million dollars a year, guy. You know, and that's great. Well, that's like, uh, you off, know what I mean? Let's, let's go off topic, or, Like the Rangers I feel like they will get signed, but they go. Oh, sorry, Rangers. Gone.
0: Like the freaking Rangers back in the
1: day, they loaded up on
0: like making all star teams, and they mm-hmm. never got anything accomplished. They were the almost team. I know it was so weird. I mean, they did win the. All right, they did win in '94. I know. Right? I saw you cry.
1: Don't say that. <laughs> it's alright anyway. to be proud. I, no, I, know, I, I know. I screamed so hard when the Braves won the World Series. You think.
0: know, I was a huge Mike. Richter it, fan. I know it's a messy. I, I know, love, and you know,
1: everybody loves little Mike Richter. Adam Graves, he's awesome, man. man. No, they had a good team. Brian, Lee. I mean, we could go on and on. They had a good team. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not. It's not in a bad way. Be proud that you so respect. Right. Something, so, you but know. going back,
0: it's like, you know, you get that, if you talk about cap issues like mm. that, you go back to a soft cap or whatever, right? Yeah. Or, now, a luxury tax. It's like... But that's a disadvantage. That's so bad for markets, like, and I hate to
1: say it, but it's so bad for markets like Arizona, mm. yeah. Miami. That's unfair to those you know I mean? teams. Yeah. So, like, Boston's I mean, always going to have money, Chicago's always going to have money. If you want to get, get rid
0: market. of some teams, then that's what you do. Yeah. If you want to, you know, grow like, and that's so not on. even fair
1: to, like, Florida versus Tampa in the I same state. You know, like, Philly and Pittsburgh, they're gonna have, they're not the ones that you'd have to worry about, you know, they, even though there's, like, markets close, all the markets close to the, are all the big markets, you know, then you have, I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do? I mean, Arizona will be gone. I think Arizona's gone
0: anyway. I think Arizona, I think, being moved into the central, is, is like, I think they're going to be Houston. Yeah, it's basically giving it away that you're going to move to Houston. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be geor- geographical I, rivalries I, yeah. with Dallas.
1: I didn't think Phoenix should have won nothing against Phoenix. It's just I get crazy about where you're deciding to put these teams. It's not against the city. It's about, it's a business. Like, are you really serious? Like, you're not going to... I'll tell you something right you know now. People.
0: Gary Bettman in the league, after after what happened with Arizona, now they're very strict on who gets in the, in the NHL now. Yeah. Like, you look at exactly what happened with Vegas, and look at the proceedings that are happening with Seattle, this is very professionally done and not a hurry. We need money.
1: Well, to be fair, that's really their own hindsight as 2020. Had they maybe not rushed Arizona to come in, they would have had more time to really establish Get a an network. arena in their Like, own a lot area. of these other places, they really, like, beef up the intro, you know, and have more time, and Phoenix was kind of like, oh, we need to even the teams back out, so let's get Phoenix in. Like, that wasn't fair to Phoenix and... Yes, I do think they should screen their owners more. How about Kessel Goldman? Like, oh. Can I just tell you, I get people hate Phil Kessel. I hate <laughs> Phil Kessel, but Phil Kessel is Phil Kessel and you have to fucking respect. Like, he might not be the easiest player to work with, but that is going to give you lots of goals and assists every year. Even on a bad Phil Kessel year, he's it's better than that.
0: Still the best shot-in-stride so... player he finds yeah, the wicket. it's
1: wickets. like done. It's like, where did it he go? Finds he finds that hole yeah. right under your
0: nutsack and he finds that. I don't j- think me needed him oh, and obviously crazy. you know, whatever.
1: But I don't, I don't know. If it, I kind of feel bad for him. Sorry
0: about the that, nutsack, all guys Just because um, it's
1: hard to be a player, you know, it's, it's nothing. And again, I don't want to say him and that. I
0: have a real close. Well, that's thing. what I was going to
1: say. So on one hand, Talkit is the one dude that seems like Phil isn't a like is willing to like, okay, like, I don't know what it is. You know, there are certain people in your life like, you don't want to hear it, You don't want to hear it. And then there are certain people in your life who can tell you it's straight and you can be pissed off you want and the next it, day you're still going to go, that's the way it is. And I think that's how he is. Something about them, whether it's just a bond, however the bond happened, K- he seems to be the only person Kessel maybe won't listen to. That might be pushing a little far. But also, Rick Talk, it's awesome. I wouldn't want to play for Rick Talk. <laughs> I'm just...
0: Bringing it back to <laughs> some Bruins. Sorry about the... Uh, yeah, those sorry, again, babble, babble, summertime recordings. Um... This probably is the worst take of the summer offseason so far, but it has brought up some interest. Um, Is it smart to entertain trading
1: Yaroslav Halak to get cap space? That is the stupidest question you may have ever asked me. No, it is one more year. He, I'm not saying he made two, but he is part of the reason Tuka played the best hockey he's ever played Buster. this season, right? Buster. Because and they get along smashingly because part every game you watch there, and then even Tukey's serious, like, hey, thanks, everyone's patting his head, yeah, good job, thank you. And then the minute Yarrow's yeah, over there, now it's laugh and smile and relax, like, How'd it look, buddy? It looked good, yeah. Maybe that's partly because they're goalies and you have a certain bond, but the chemistry. Between the two of them as a tandem have been established, and it's one more year. I would entertain as long as Yaro. Obviously, he's older. I only say this because he's older. You know, on the older
0: top conference. three tandem in the league last season. Easy,
1: easy. I would have. Yeah, I always. I kept saying that. Right, Jen, they're my Jennings winner. I mean, that obviously is just determined by numbers or whatever. But
0: but you're gonna I, hate me. You're gonna it's hate only one, you're hate one my year. Response.
1: It's only one year, and I'm sorry, we don't have anyone who can fill that role. To keep Tuca at his comfort level and fill that role, especially with... We just went to the Stanley Cup final. We can't now all of a sudden have an all-right backup goaltender that hasn't established the chemistry with the team, with the whatever. That's stupid. Over one year and not that big of a contract.
0: Although I don't believe it could happen, that's but stupid. a scenario that opened up in my eyes is why I brought this to discussion is the recent sign-in of that um, Maxime Lagasse. I know, I know. Nothing
1: against you, Maxime. I think I'm sure you're great, but...
0: If an option to shed cash was needed for Carlo and McAvoy, is selling him at a high point with his season last year a way to create cap space? And is it smart to bring in a guy on a low-cap
1: number to address certain needs uh,
0: in other areas of the team?
1: I personally think that that's really... Like, I don't really see what the major benefit is. Again, that's... What does he have to... You shed
0: salary, but you take 10 steps back.
1: That's what I mean for, like, again, you don't want to... You just were in the cup final. You don't want to strip everything down. Again, you knew you might not keep Johansson, you know what I mean? Luckily, Coyle was already... We have the other year of that contract already was on there. You know, certain pieces. You don't want all the pieces to go. And, yeah, some of the guys might come up from Providence and fell in pieces, but... The whole ideal is a lot of these people are already on... Right. The only game is to sign Carlo and McAvoy, right? But you're not really... That's not going to be the $2 million difference that's going to keep them. Again, the smartest route is you talk to them and serious about the future. I think... This is just my own thing. Either a short-term, like, three-year, or if you want to do a little longer, five-year, because they are young kids, and, you know, to get their first round of real contract money. But, again, things will change. The cap could go up, you know, it went down, it actually went right. down, which I don't understand how you don't at least have the same cap that you had the year it's one thing, it's like, um, like when you have a salary, right, and your contract's done, and it you was know, like you're a teacher's union or something like that, right, it's, you don't all of a sudden now you're going to make five dollars less when you get your new contract, like, so that's what I feel like, like, the cap is kind of the agreement the league has with itself, so every team can compete at yeah. the state has No, a I chance, agree with right? that. Absolutely. So it seems stupid to me for the little it it's kind of like buying out backers, right? You're not going to save enough money that it's even worth it. It's better to try and package this veteran who's had a rough about unfor- you know, unfortunately as a Bruins organization, that's why he's under your banner, but at the same time, is a veteran that someone very well would pick up if you put the sweetest piece. And you know what if someone comes to to the Bruins and says, "I'll take you know, David Backus's contract or whatever, you give me... I don't even care if it's the draft Because like I said, I don't think the draft means anything. I don't care. If you you could get drafted, you could get under... In the end, you're either going to end up a, on the NHL someday or you're not. You know, you got to... And nowadays, there's a lot more kind of old school. You know how it used to be like... Yeah, there was, like, a draft, but, like, there was a lot of open tryout kind of camps and things like that. That's coming back now. Yeah. A lot of players aren't even bothering. They're taking it on their own accord to figure out who they're going to play for for juniors PTOs or so in Sweden or whatever. On. Yeah. And I'll just show up when I think I'm ready. I yep. might make someone's team and get an AHL contract. No, it's actually so, a very
0: valid po- uh, point that you make. But if
1: someone shows up and's like, I'll take, I want Peter PTO. Solaric, I want... You know, who? you know, David, ba- I'll take back as his contract, but I want Peter Solarek, your second-round pick or whatever, and I don't know, not Yaroslav Hlock. But you know what I mean? Like, there's a way to move money. It's like everyone thinks it's so cut and dry. Also, there's a lot of things people think that they can do that they can't do, whether it's, like, contract rules or it's what. look at You look at the list. It's like, do you know how many no-trade, restricted-trade, whatever? Like, that's a problem. It's hard to move players who have that because they're – Protected by the yeah. they, absolutely, you know, David Backus. David Backus could look at the Bruins and be like, "I'll and set up on the ninth floor." Then, like you know, like he does have like no, I refuse to go to anywhere. Oh, I don't know if his is a no. Uh, he has to have the He's got eight yeah, he's, he's like crude. they 18s, would have. They he would have them. to approve a certain amount of yeah. teams if they were going to try to move him. Yep. They can't just up and trade them. Basically,
0: Minnesota was another option for David Backus too. bring. I mean, that's his home state and so on. And
1: David Backus. Would probably help them because Minnesota, for some reason, started setting the bar. You know,
0: Paul Fenton, man. Okay. Like all
1: of a sudden, it was like I mean, they were comp- they weren't like gonna win the cup, but they I were competitive. Know. They were in the playoffs. All they of get of sudden, him like, as a GM, that. and all of a sudden, it's like they oh know. my,
0: What he's saying
1: is like oh my. Yeah, geez. and he's not. He's not. It's not even like a bad contract kind of GM. It's like a maybe this guy should not be. The GM. Hey, real quick
0: before we end this, mm-hmm. and and I want to say thank you again for for coming in studio. Um, this has been a pleasure. Uh, like I said, we were going to try to do it outside, but too freaking hot out there. It would be melted. Yeah. Yeah. This fat guy does not do well in heat. But anyway. The skinny guy doesn't mean that. <laughs> um, the, what do you think about the, uh, the, some free agent yeah.
1: signings out there that, that have happened? Pick someone and tell, and, and I'll and give you, I'll give you a yes or a no.
0: Florida Panthers. <laughs>
1: Florida, I know you need some fans I no, I think the Florida Panther fans are diehide fans. I don't uh the ones
0: that show up, right?
1: No, my thing is no, my thing is because the organization basically spits in their face by continuing to have uh like you can't have like Tampa putting all this money and having a super team on one part of the state and like, because I think the, t- the Florida fans are, but I can respect as a fan, we went through a phase with the Bruins, we wouldn't go mm. buy a fucking ticket, because we refused, excuse my language, but... Buy one, get one free? We refused to give you money. Then the next... Yeah, one year I went, like, the first seven home games, it yeah. was like, 50 yeah. bucks a pop, third row or whatever. Again. Let me but tell you, I just mean that, though. Like, you know, I just... Yeah.
0: Remember that, real quick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The benefit of the Florida Panthers being at Sunrise Arena mm-hmm. in Sunrise, Florida. I'm sorry, it's BB&T Center. Mm-hmm is they have a revenue sharing. Okay? Mm-hmm. You probably heard heard this from me in the previous podcast. But if Gloria Estevans down in Miami, and she sells on a show, mm-hmm. the Florida Panthers get a huge cut of that.
1: I, get that. I know don't what not saying? want the Panthers No, but what I'm may, many is... people
0: probably don't understand that and many people out there that listen mm-hmm. probably don't understand that they're... Revenue they is ever, not driven on the hockey in which on like, hockey yeah. and fandom it's and like, so on.
1: The arena's there because there's a hockey team, and but it's because outside of Miami, whoever makes these decisions, doesn't care because they get, we used to talk about this sometimes with the broom, who cares if you get all the revenue that happens in the garden, right? Like, you're not, like, we talked about, I think he only spends money because he has to, even if it was his idea, you know what I mean? Like, and I get that, it's a business thing, it's a banker thing, it's a lawyer thing, like, you know what I mean, you get the maximum for the least, that's just the way that kind of mind works, because it's... What makes them good at what they do? If you know?
0: want to watch hockey without all the money tangibles, f- go support youth hockey.
1: I don't think... Yes, I agree with that. Your local... No, seriously, support your local youth Amesbury hockey. Ainsbury Indians, baby. Yeah, baby. Not oh, just Ainsbury, right, though. Have they changed the name? Because Oh, of... no. We are the Ainsbury Indians. Okay. So yes. Okay. Because out there before we get mail, but it's not because we're not... We have a real connection to the Native Americans in the Merrimack Valley. Absolutely. you can see Maine to a clear day on top of Pawtucket. Like our things yep. are not in a. We're actually in, going to do a podcast in that, like, take so out the Indians and in then that, you right? know the Native Americans. We'll use the word Indian. Oh, that would be so nice. Yeah. some more. I, I say that like, we're a, a town a show. that really does have. Yeah, we got pride. a good relationship. Really, Relationship in history with the Native American. It's hopefully, in this that rank, hopefully that ring. Hopefully
0: that ring starts up soon. I uh, heard twenty days, and when I heard twenty days, puts we me at to, a point of February. I mean, sorry, July eighth, and I haven't seen anything done yet. So yeah, I, I just
1: need the ground to break. That, there's a whole lot of reasons. Somebody I stick need a that. shovel in
0: there, trouble. please, please.
1: We'll go do it. I know. <laughs> Take some pictures. And go gold hockey.
0: But anyway, that that is going to do it for this episode 136 sponsored by betonline.ag. Please don't forget to go to clnsmedia.com slash Bruins, put in promo code CLNS50, and uh, get yourself 50% back, place a wager, give us a tip, we love it, we love money, money, money. Speaking of money, if you want to support the show, we have our Patreon still going on, We would really appreciate to get that going back up again. We are going to start doing some really cool prizes per show again. I have now set up in the Black and Gold Studio full shipping right out of here. So as soon as you win, it is on its way. No more dealing with any more shipping details or I have to go do this and that. They come to me, they pick up the package, and it goes. So you donate a dollar per show at patreon.com slash blackandgoldhockeypodcast. One dollar per show. We might do more than one show per week. Who knows? But it's only a dollar. We would certainly appreciate it. We are thinking about if we get enough people on the Patreon and exceed a certain number that we need to reach, and I might even throw that out there after I do crunch a little bit more. We might even think about doing, like, a prize pack, which means that... In September or early, early October, before the season starts, that somebody will be eligible within a week to have a prize pack of, like, two jerseys, some t-shirts, some, you know, pennies, and, uh, like, a, like a, a fan gear thing for your, for your man cave. So, if that's something
1: you're interested in, please become a patron-
0: man cave yes shout yes, out absolutely. Maria from Watertown yeah absolutely Maria she's awesome no, I I'd heard love to th- have her on the you show you know I
1: love her th- no definitely Maria because this thing I don't always agree with what you're saying honey and a lot of times I literally am in my kitchen screaming at you my husband's laughing because he's like Maria from Watertown's on right but I love you because you're a crazy Bruins fan you're smart and you have opinions and that aren't just those crazy fan rant that we all get on you are an educated fan you're a passionate fan and we love you definitely get in contact with Mark I'd love for him to do something with you absolutely
0: and going back to the Patreon thing we might even get enough if we get enough patreons to give um maria from watertown a breakfast yeah Jeez, she's always, she always like, brings them I breakfast I, let's I get know, her something but um uh, again heather thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate the time and the effort that you put in take some notes you brought over your own red uh notepad and i love the, the dedication so uh continue to do i think i, I sorry i continue to, to Look forward to more shows during this right off season, as we look for more content, and um, as we
1: as we're looking, we'll
0: scratch we'll waiting
1: scratch. for something to happen. Maybe a column. We're in we're in the corner looking to... for looking for stuff to talk about. Yeah, so, but um, it's not just us.
0: Yeah, I know it's pretty much everybody, but they're scratching along. So through, we'll so. just do
1: what we do. Listen to our podcast. I'm trying out a bunch of, po- you know, yeah. like you said, go back to the archive. We're a little insane though. I have a few. Um, if you want, I know. You love the hockey podcast, but it's obviously a little slim in that world right now. I have some other podcasts you could have to also help pass the week. <laughs> Absolutely. Go in. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and uh, again, thank you for
0: listening. We appreciate the everything that you guys do, the Patreon people that are still contributing. That's a great, great thing that's happening. We'd love to continue to do that and grow. Um, and th- just the general listeners... Uh, we've gotten some really good feedback on Apple Podcasts. We definitely suggest that you go and give us a five star rating and, and write a little words about us. If it's good or bad, indifferent, suggestions, whatever, well, we're open and, you know. Even if you hearing. don't want
1: to actually write something, just click the star, five star, five star.
0: Absolutely. And we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher Radio. I mean, there's so many
1: your favorite podcast catchers, as they yeah. Podbean
0: for the Android users. We're we're just that's what my son uses. We, that that's exactly why we need the Patreon, uh, you know, numbers to get up there because we're spending money to keep everybody yeah. up to date, whether what regardless of what platform. If you use Android or uh, Apple iOS, we, de- we command that we make sure that you guys get. Each episode, each week, on on your certain platform that you use, and so regardless, we really appreciate that. We really appreciate any any reviews we can get as we climb and get more popular and get more noticed. But uh, again, thank you so much, Heather. And exactly. we will end that right here. We will be back next week. We'll I'm gonna scratch and we figure something else to talk about. So we might even have a nice special guest that I might uh, have to call up to the uh, uh, the Maritimes of Canada. And, uh, and see what he's up to and talk about some uh, some prospects that have been with the Bruins and, and uh, currently uh, with the Bruins in a, in a capacity of uh, development at the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League level. So who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. But anyway, thank you very much, everybody. We'll talk soon. Peace out. Bye, guy. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277 and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at
1: blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.